Welcome to the Larry Kreider's Leadership Podcast. Larry is the author of over 40 books, the founder of Dove International, a worldwide family of churches and ministries in six continents, and has over 50 years of leadership experience. He and his guests will share inspirational leadership insights from their journey with God. These insights, gleaned from serving leaders in many nations, will transform your life and leadership. For more information on Larry's books and resources, visit LarryKreider.com. Larry Crowder here with the Larry Crowder Leadership Podcast, where we learn these small things and small changes we can make in our lives that make a massive difference in the future, in our lives and the lives of others. Back with me today is my great friend, Steve Shank. Thanks for joining me again today, Steve. And here you are. You know, Here we are, both of us. I won't even give away our age, but we're a whole lot older than we used to be. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> so I would like you, again, you've had so many leadership truths that you've learned and principles you've learned over the years, and you served in missions for years. And yes. Talk Talk to us about some things you learned uh, in the mission field sure. that prepared you, obviously, for leadership. You were in leadership there. Yeah. And some basic principles, some stories that would help us grow in leadership. Well, uh, yes. Rose and I, uh, uh, through a calling, we served in uh, among the Garifuna in Central America. Now, the Garifuna live along the coast. They're animistic, okay. which means they worship spirits of dead ancestors. Wow. The spirit world to them is real, as it should be to us. That's true. You know, but they're really aware of that. And so when I went as a missionary uh, there, you know, a lot of times we go thinking we have the answers. But then we're hit with the reality, especially in cross-cultural ministry, this is a different world. Right. And so your reliance upon God and the Holy Spirit is you can learn good systems. I'm not against studying strategies and so forth, but that'll never, ever replace really being sensitive and praying and, and listening to the Holy Spirit. Because he said he will guide us into all truth and show us things to come. That's right. And I really learned my lessons listening to the Holy Spirit from the Garifuna, who actually got saved and filled with the Holy Spirit. Wow, talk about that. I'll give you an illustration. I was called to the north of the country to speak with a group of pastors in country of Belize, but we really, one of the things that I never wanted to miss, we had a group of young Garifuna believers that came to our house every week. Uh, they lived out in the villages and they did high school. They had to live in the town, uh, the bigger town where we lived, because that was the only high school. So those that get saved and filled with the Holy Spirit, they came to our house. And those that weren't still came to our house. So I never wanted to miss that. But here I was teaching on the north of the country. So I was driving my, my pickup truck down through the mountains, trying to <laughs> rush to get back to what we lived right on the coast. It was a tough assignment. Our house was right on right yeah. on the Caribbean. Right. <laughs> and so I was, you know, driving down through the mountains. And uh, this is before cell phones. So I'm driving down through the mountains and my truck stops. Ka-chuka-cha-pow. There it is. Now, I am not a mechanic. I change oil after that, sell it. You know, that type of thing. <laughs> so uh, the truck stopped and there I am at mile 32. It was 32 miles from, from where our house was. This is a mile marker there. And I got out. I don't know why I did this, but I crawled underneath the truck and I looked up. It looked good. You know, it looked good. And then this is what I did. I kicked the truck. Now, I didn't, wasn't mad at the truck. I didn't curse. I just said, Jesus, help me. Yeah. And so I got back in the truck and it started. I went, praise God. <laughs> so I drove the 32 miles to our house. But here when I got there, the meeting was oh, was breaking up. They already had their time together. And I said, oh, guys, I'm sorry I'm late. And they said, whoa, 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 we, we, we know what happened. I said, what do you mean? 
He says, well, when you were here, we prayed, and uh, we saw you. Your truck broke down at mile 32. Wow. You, you kicked the truck, and we prayed, <laughs> and that's why you're here. And they said, isn't that the way it's supposed to happen? I went, yeah, yeah, yeah that's your basic Christianity. Uh, in other words, they were so attuned Correct. to the things of the spirit world, they really helped me learn. I went there thinking I was going to be giving, and we did in a way, but I learned an awful lot. Uh, and I think that's another lesson. That is good. That you always need to be a learner. Yes. And to be a listener. Uh, and learn from people that you wouldn't expect are teaching you. Oh, lessons, absolutely, right? absolutely. Uh, and our first two converts, when I say converts, they weren't mine. The one that came sure. to Jesus was a 10-year-old boy that hung it around our house. He sort of hung around us all the time. When he came to Jesus, got filled with the Holy Spirit. And this 19-year-old guy, uh, Calvin and Harrison. Well, the one village, uh, Griffin, the village, the, the uh, young man uh, in one of those villages had built his house on the place where the elders say, don't build your house there. The Lubia, the evil spirits dwell there. If you build your house there, you'll get sick and die. There were wow. no Christians in this village, Griffin village. Well, he I don't believe that. I, yeah, you're crazy. So he built his house. So he worked at a lumber mill, so he would save little pieces sure, of lumber that sure. they would give to him. He was a single guy, and he built his house there. Sure enough, it was you know, a small little house. But after a number, number of months, he started really getting sick. And he went to the doctor in town, and the doctor, medical doctor said, listen, um, I can't explain this. Your, your bodily functions are shutting down. And if this doesn't change, you will die. Oh. So Boni, B-O-N-I, Boni returned to his village, Hopkins Village. And sure enough, he had lost, uh, he wasn't able to speak for, uh, for a month. He hadn't eaten for a month. Uh, he was near death. And the mother heard of this group of these young guys and this older guy. Yeah. Now I'm much older, but right, <laughs> I was right. old then for them. And he said, who talked, talked about Jesus and that they believed that God could do miracles. And it's funny, she said, would you come? Would you come? So it was, it was Calvin and Harrison and yes. I. And as we drove out, I says, Calvin, Harrison, you know, God's given us authority over the evil spirits. And mm -hmm. I just started sharing sure. the word with them. And I says, you are able. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you're, you guys, we can do this together. We have authority and power. So we went out to the village. And, you know, you and I have been with people who have been near death. You can right. tell when it's, when right. it's close. But when he hadn't eaten for, for a month, he hadn't taken a bath for a month, he hadn't spoken for a month. He was near death. And so I asked the mother if she would leave us. And so the three of us got together. I said, listen, guys, the Holy Spirit's going to, guys, let's just be sensitive. Yeah. And I don't know which one, whether it was, Har I forget whether it was Harrison or uh, the 10-year-old or, or Calvin, the 9-year-old, says, I, I know the name of the Spirit that's binding this guy. I says, okay, let's cast that thing out. Yeah. We didn't have to yell. I mean, authority doesn't mean you yell. Right. Authority means you understand what the Word of God says. That's and right. so we took authority over that that name of that demon, and that young man came up out of that bed screaming, wow. and he came up in his right mind. Beautiful. And we asked the mother to go get some food. The whole village came and saw what is going on here. Wow. Now it didn't start a mass revival, but it was the turning point for mm. that village. I actually just found that out this last year. Really? I was visiting there, and the the, the elders come up. You don't know what I know what. He says that what happened there was the turning point. Beautiful. Was the starting point. 
here within our village. Beautiful. Uh, so it was really believing in them. Yeah. Uh, and I also learned a lot from them is during our time there, in our second year there, my father, I got a call, my father had died of an accident. Mm. My father and I were close. It was, you know, tough. So we went back to the States here in, in Pennsylvania. Uh, I'm the only son. Right. So I was taking care of all this stuff, for, you know, for my mom and yeah. so forth. And never really got a chance to mourn because of all the things we needed to sure. do. Return to the to the Garifuna along in Belize. Now there were a few more believers. And the Garifuna, I said, I need your help. I, I became vulnerable. So good. See, my early years of a leader, I thought you, in a sense, hid your weaknesses. Right. right. You know, you're supposed to be the leader. Right. And I would always tell these guys, you can do it. Yeah. But until they saw my vulnerability, That's so and good. I need your help, mm-hmm. I need you to pray for me, I need you to be, and they said, meet us, minister to you. I said, yes. I always told them that. Sure. But until they saw my vulnerability, and I did, I needed them. Yeah. And they prayed for me. That changed. That was Beautiful. the key that opened things up for the Griffin. Then these guys just started taking more authority and running with things. And So yeah. it was your vulnerability, you opening up your heart, your life to them. Yeah. It made all the difference in the world. Key I learned, principle. I learned yeah. so much there. Uh, we were on, there was a radio station. There was only one radio station in the whole country. There was no television at that time down there. And so uh, uh, there was a, um, I had a radio program, which I'd share all over, uh, all over the country. But uh, what happened, because we were working with the Griffina, the Catholic, now this is non-believing Catholic. I'm not coming against the true believer, right. but this is sure. a non-believing cultural, right. cultural non-believing Catholics. church sure. where one of the Griffina priests heard what, what was happening among our few believers, you know, that were really seeing right. things take place. He got on the radio on the whole country and said, stay away from this guy called Steve Shank. Really? And put the word out there. He's preaching the wrong gospel. Stay away from him. So the few believers who were really funny said, Steve, what should we do? We should get on. I said, no, no, no. I said, we're not going to strike back. We're not going to waste our time on addressing that. We're just going to keep loving the people and ministering. Don't try to retaliate. Yeah. I said, you'll fall into the trap of the enemy. That's a key leadership principle. Oh, it really God. is. I said, don't do that. And so we didn't. And you know what? That priest did more to help us than almost anybody. Wow. Because what happened, people said, you know, I think maybe these guys have God because they're not speaking against you. Yeah. Yeah. They're actually sharing the love of Jesus with us. He did more to help us. Wow. <laughs> he ever intended to. Sure. But I think that's a key lesson that we learned is not, not to retaliate. Don't spend your time yeah. on accusations. And uh, Now, I think if there's conflict, you need to address that and, and work it out. But I mean, when someone's coming against, like, don't, don't retaliate. Yeah. Don't return evil for yeah. evil. It, and we saw that. We saw the fruit of that. Right. And for the Griffna, they saw the fruit of that. Mm. It was just... Uh, a wonderful thing that took place, right. and the church started to grow and multiply. Beautiful. Now, let's fast forward a bit. You sure. spent 20 years Eastern Mennonite missions, mm-hmm. helping missionaries around yeah. the world. You've been spending the last few years now with our dear friend Barry Whistler yeah. and Harvestnet International. Talk about some things that you've learned about leadership in these years, because you've had mm-hmm. so many stories. You've learned so many things. Pick yeah. out a few 
insights that would help those listening today. He's saying, I want to grow in leadership, especially I'm a younger leader. What are them some things that I can learn that would help me? So I don't have to, I can avoid pitfalls that maybe sure, you or sure. I fell into. Yes, yes, yeah. I think, first of all, uh, I, you, I think you should have mentors. Yeah. You should have, uh, and a mentor is not, you know, I'm going to be your mentor. And sometimes right. it happens uh, naturally where there's right. just someone that you draw from their wisdom. And I think this generation desiring that. Mm -hmm. We didn't have spiritual mothers and fathers. That's true. It's not that we, I don't think any people even knew how to do that. That's true. Uh, but today, and I, I see it as myself, like, Later today, I'll be with Vaso and Margarita, mm -hmm. who's a, a young couple in Albania. Mm -hmm. Vaso and Margarita were at a gathering I was sharing at, Barry and I were sharing at yeah. in May. And he says, I want help to reach my area. I, I learned about house church. Can, can you just walk sure. with me in this? And so I said, sure. So we just started getting together via Zoom. And I didn't get in tremendous outstanding wisdom, but I gave him some tools. Sure. Here's like, here's here's the Discovery Bible Studies right. tool. Here's some other tools and start sharing. And I gave him some counsel. Well, just this well, last month, Vaso uh, not only started the house church and he and Margarita, they now have five house churches. Beautiful. And 20, I think 22 former Muslims just had a water baptism. Wow. And uh, it's not that, you know, we have this outstanding formula, but people just want coaching someone to walk with them. One-on-one -on -one relational. One-on-one. -on -one. It's relational. Ministry, it's not yes. hierarchical. That's right. I think that's the biggest lesson I had to learn. Mm -hmm. That even, even my generations and others, for example, my gifting is apostolic. Right. But I don't see that as a governmental position. Mm -hmm. I see that as an equipping, releasing position right. to help lay foundations and others to encourage them. Mm -hmm. So I, I think one of the biggest things that we're doing is I believe God today is aligning kingdom thinkers, That's right. kingdom practitioners who are not just concerned about their own kingdom. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I go to the Shank reunion. Right. You know, I, we, I do take care of my family. Sure. But with the vision of broader than that, the family of God. Right. And that God's aligning people who, who believe in Jesus, believe in the Holy Spirit, but really are not about building their kingdom. Exactly. And yeah. that's, you know, you can get into that. Yeah. And, and that, especially when you start having success. Right. Uh, it can switch on you. Right. Uh, yeah. So I'm hearing a few things from you. I'm hearing you, you said mentors, plural. Yes, mentors. Not just a mentor for life. That's right. I mean, someone might be a mentor for life, but mentors, different people mentor us in different areas. Sure. That, that was that was one. And uh, and then obviously the kingdom. Be a kingdom thinker, a yeah. kingdom builder. It's not about us. Not about our ministry. Not about our family of churches. It's about the kingdom. That's the most important thing. And I think the one thing that I've learned as a leader at this. Uh, uh, time in my life is to be a good listener okay that's uh, good to be a good listener uh i think don jacobs taught me that years ago he could have provided a lot of direction for me because he had a lot of wisdom right and he would share kernels but he wouldn't lay it all out for me right he would just help me learn yes he would place that desire within me for more and he knew that i didn't know he knew that i do now and, uh, and it's helping people also learn how to, to follow God themselves, too, right. to encourage them. So it's not necessarily providing all the answers, but it's helping give some direction. 
but not necessarily all the answers. That's, say that again and clarify that. That's really important. Yeah, I think with young with leaders, if we're mentoring others, mm-hmm. I don't think we should be, give the, the equation, uh-huh. the answers to the equation. Here it is. This is how you do it. Boom, sure, boom, boom. Sure. But we should help encourage them, help them in the direction they should go, but not necessarily provide all the answers. Uh, you can provide some of the answers, but not all of it. I think part of the process in, in growing in discipleship is for you to learn that yourself. Right. In other words, uh, why we think of the eagle that pushes the ones out right, there? Right. You fly, but she's there to catch. That's right. She's there to zoop in, you know, swoop in if, if right. something's wrong. Right. And I had leaders in my life, and I think too. Uh, uh, sometimes we can provide. We think that we need to give too much direction, right. too much, because we're looking at transformation, yeah. not just information. Right. That's good. And to have someone have transformation, they got to take that, then internalize that with the Holy Spirit, and then that transforms They need life. a personal revelation of they that do. to be transformed. They do. That's right. And, and you can help guide. Uh, you can help give some direction, but I don't think you should just give all the answers. Right. Uh, because I think part of the answers is when we discovered for ourselves. Yeah. I think one of the secrets behind your ministry has been you've been uh, such a kingdom builder. I mean, you work with many different movements. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even today, your heart is the kingdom. Yes. I mean, you helped us years ago. We were one mega yeah. church, remember? Sure, sure, sure. Multi site church, and then became a movement. And you kind of yeah. one of the key people to help us walk through that. Remember, you helped us with our. Basic vision, build a relationship with Jesus, sure, one sure. another. Yes, I you know, reach that. the world, Clearly, house, I house, that, city sure. to city, nation yeah. to nation. I mean, you really helped us with, with a lot of these things, and I think that's been real key. So you've seen, you get a, a broad brush feel of what's going on in the kingdom and the body of Christ. Do you have any concerns for leaders today? Any concerns yes. that you see uh, things yeah. you, you'd like younger leaders to be aware of? Be careful about this, or any, anything you speak to on that. Yeah, a couple things. I think today there's a there's a, a lot of distrust throughout, not mm-hmm. just uh, the the world, but also right. even in the kingdom of God. Right. Um, I think early I learned uh, here, even when I was Lancaster County. Right. A guy by the name of Lester Summerall came here. Right, I remember Lester. And there was a gathering of pastors, and I never heard get Lester Summerall say something that stuck mm-hmm. with me for the rest of my life. Is he said, "Listen, if you're on my staff." And you're in your your office with someone else, with a woman other than your wife. And they didn't have windows in the door at that time. Right. And I don't care if the wind blows the door closed, you're fired. Wow. And I went, whoa, that is radical. You're a smart man. But, you know, I remember in mission work as I was overseeing, supervising people, Remember one missionary said, Steve, uh, let's go for a walk. I said, yeah, let's go get some exercise, walk together, relate together. So we were out early in the morning. And he says, hey, uh, let's go visit this this uh, lady at our house, this uh, this woman. I said, oh, I said, is she married? Yes, yes, she's married. I said, is her husband there? I said, no, no. I said, does her husband know you're coming? He says, no. I said, well, then we're, we're not going to go there. Right. I said, no, John, we're not going to. He said, oh, you're old-fashioned, Steve. You... I said, no, John, listen, I know the schemes of the enemy, the traps of the enemy, and uh, he's a roaring lion. He's a gummer once you know the power and authority of Jesus, but he's out to to, to, to lay traps and deceive you. I said, that's a trap. And John thought I was old-fashioned. Yeah. thought, come on, Steve, get out of there. Well, it wasn't, but uh, was it three or four months later, John left his uh, wife and ran away with that woman. Uh, that's an extreme illustration, yeah. but I think we need accountability we today. 
And there's a lot of clear trust. boundaries. Is you're clear about boundaries, boundaries, clear boundaries, yeah. clear boundaries. But I also think people are looking for authentic relationships. Yes, they are. I mean, like a lot of times, for example, this I there's this one young man I'm working with. He, he next time I get together, I says, let's let's just go out and eat together. Let's go out and just spend some time together. Let's let's not talk about solving all the problems. Yeah. Let's just go out and build a relationship. And out of that relationship, a trust is built. Right. And out of that trust, truth can be imparted, mm-hmm. and then that can be walked down. Uh, and that's so important today. I think there's such a lack of trust, yeah. and there's there needs to be accountability within the kingdom of God of leaders mm-hmm. that were accountable. And you know, it's not always the big things right. that the impressive things that we we think are impressive. Mm-hmm. It's those small little things mm-hmm. that God's looking for. Faithful and little, yeah. Faithful and much. That's right. I've told many leaders, I've asked them this question, who can fire you? Yeah. Is there anyone who can fire you? Yes. I mean, because we all need accountability. I don't care who we are. We That's need right. people over us in the Lord who and put some teeth into it. Yeah. Who, so if we get off the wall, That's they right. can fire us. That's right. And I found leaders who say, well, just I, I'm related. It's just to God. They're the ones who fall. And I've seen it. Yeah. You've seen it again and again and again. So clear boundaries. Your concern is yes. often those boundaries aren't there. Any other concerns about leaders today? Well, one of the things I think uh, leaders, young leaders, uh, especially in a marriage situation, I would encourage you to listen to your spouse. Wise man. Um, you know, I've learned over the years, my wife is much, has more wisdom than I do. <laughs> and I could have saved myself. We're in the same club on that. I, I, <laughs> I could have saved myself a lot of troubles if yeah. I would just listen to what Rose had to say. Right. And she was very patient with me, but she has a lot of truth. And I believe yeah. God gives us our spouses who have gifts that we need that we might not have, but they do. That's right. And as a, a, a younger leader who God's really, you know, sure. using, you have passion. Uh, it's, that's great to have that passion. I'm, I'm grateful for that. But don't overlook the gift that is right beside so you. Good. So uh, good. I mean, I'm still learning that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still grateful. Uh, I've come to the place now, if I, if, if I hear God say something, we learned this early. If I hear God say something to me, but... Rose hasn't got a yes, I'm not going to do it. You're a wise man. If Rose has a yes and I don't, we're not going to do it. We both have, we're not going to do it. But if we both have a yes, we will do it no matter what it looks like. Right. doesn't really make any difference. This is so good, so practical, Stephen, so right, so refreshing. Anything else that stands out to you? Well, I, again, I think today uh, God's aligning people who are kingdom thinkers. Yeah who are not thinking about just my sphere where I'm working at. And that's nothing wrong. You have you, you should be working We're in responsible that area. for sure, our sphere. Absolutely. Sure. There's a responsibility. But God is also right. connecting people who are thinking kingdom. Go preach yeah. the kingdom. Yeah. Heal the sick and cast out demons. So kingdom thinkers, and it's not about me. An example of this, we just came to, we, I have Barry Whistler and I were just invited to Albania. Mm-hmm. In, in May, this was during the COVID, right. and Europe was pretty much locked down, except for Albania. Mm. And we thought, should we go, shouldn't we? Oh my goodness, should we go, shouldn't we? And we had invited by 20, 30 pastors, one of sure. says, well, it's worth it, let's go. So we did, we went there, and it wasn't 20 or 30 pastors. There was 220 leaders That's from across amazing. the country who got amazing. together. And we walked into something that, the only way I can describe it was a manifestation of Psalms 133. Wow. Where there's unity 
God commands Praise a blessing. blessing. Mm-hmm. And these people had been locked down for 19 months. Mm-hmm. It's the first time the body of Christ's leaders got together. They were so happy to see each other, they oversaw each other's faults. And we walked into something that was just amazing. Mm. So to me, that says, listen, I think we need to each hold each other accountable, but also let's take the log that's in our, you know, our own life. And right. I think, you know, I need to be vulnerable to and have and ask people to speak into my life. Right. Now there's not I don't ask that of everybody. There's That's different a good circle. point. That's a good point. There's different circles of influence, but my closer guys that really know me, right, right. I mean, people that really know me, right. you can say anything you want to me. I can't fool you. Yeah. And I want that from you. I need that from you. Mm-hmm. And I'll do that for you. In other words, I need a small group that hold me accountable. And sometimes it can be within your own network, but sometimes it's outside That's right. of that. Because... I also found that leadership can be lonely. That's right. Uh, And you need friends who understand what you're walking through. Correct. And so I think, again, I think here in Lancaster County, I think a unique thing has manifested from our historical things that the leaders who led these movements, they're all good friends. That's really true. And I think God's going to use that in a whole nother level. Yeah, I do too. uh, For kingdom kingdom work yes. uh, because there's a trust, there's an understanding that you can share with one another. I mean, you can share within your network too, and that's wonderful and that right. needs to happen. Right. But there's a whole nother level. If you have a few trusted, you, right. they understand what you're going through. I'm going through that. Mm-hmm. And you can really share with one another. That's so needed. Mm-hmm. And I would really counsel anybody that that's, find one or two, two or three sure. who you can really you can let your hair down with. Yeah. I don't have any hair too much. But, that, <laughs> but you can be true. And they can be true with you. You can't right. fool them. Right. Like, you know, I can't. When I'm interviewing a couple or so forth, uh, I, I ask my wife to be along because we want to talk not only to the husband. Right. But the wife usually will tell you the truth. That's true. The husband will tell you what's going on and yeah. the vision and so forth. But the wife, you know, sometimes, what? Well, not that the husband doesn't lie. Right. I don't mean that. Tells the truth, but he's passionate about the vision yeah. and, and the different giftings here. Sometimes the husband can tell about the wife, but I think he needs to talk to both. I remember years ago, Derek Prince, you remember, oh, the Bible yeah. teacher. Sure. He said, when I meet a man, a man of God, and he tells me all about his life and what God's doing, he said, I really don't make a judgment about what God's doing in his life until I meet his wife. That's right. That's and right. I think that's really what you're saying. So you've had all these years of leadership and lots more and more to come. Uh, and you've written some articles. I know for, you, you love the local church. I, I do. Know, I do. We all do. We love the local church mm-hmm. and believe that missions comes out of the local church. That's and right. That's yeah, right. we work together in networks and we work across networks and all, and all that. Uh, but as you think about that, you've written some articles. Is there any article that you've written, one or two, that stand out that, that we can make available? Yeah, I think one of the, my most recent articles that's been published is I talk about the, the seven uh, steps or seven... Uh, priorities that need to happen within the local church. Okay. We're praying for laborers. Right, the Lord says right. to pray for where those laborers going right. to come from. They're going to come from your local church. Right. What is our responsibility to prepare laborers within our local very, church? Very, very good. See, I think some people leave the local church mm-hmm. 
and they they go I'm, I'm not against other places but right. they go and the place best place for your character to be developed right. is in the local church that's so true having been a mission organization mm-hmm. an executive who saw people come to the field that were not part of really an active local church you see the difference you, huh you have people out there who instead of having characters they are characters <laughs> you know <laughs> But if you're in a local church where there's accountability, right. where there's real life exchange, yeah. that's where discipleship really takes right. place. Is that article online? Yeah, I have it. Yeah, sure. Okay, I'll we'll put it on the show notes. Sure. Anybody mm-hmm. listening sure. on the show notes? And yeah. again, tell us what it's called again, one more time. It's all seven responsibilities of the local church in awesome. preparing labors. Whoa, it's a long like it's that. a long thing, but it really describes that's what it is. That's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. So Anyway, you know, you were harvesting that international. You're helping burying yes. the whole team there as you're leading to leaders and church yes. leaders and missionaries throughout yeah. the world. Yeah. And so we'll put all that information on the show notes. Anybody wants to know more about Steve, get old Steve. There'll be a way to do that. Steve, it was such a blessing to have uh, you with me, man. This, it's always a joy. It's always a joy. So, so good. We're, we're the type of people that, with Larry and I that we could not see each other for years and Isn't pick up the conversation like we just saw it, each other last week. That's really, really true. <laughs> any any last minute thoughts? We're going to close here in just a moment. Yeah, I would just encourage uh, uh, young leaders to um, to be passionate about what they're called to do. Yeah. Um, but really, I think also in all our passion and our where we are, I think every time God asks me to be involved in the next thing, He really works in me. That's right. And I think every young leader, if you're, I used to when I was younger, I used to be impressed with people's vision. Uh huh. I'm not anymore. If you have a vision, but you show me one small step, yeah, you're taking to fulfill that vision. I am there with you. Right. I am excited with you. Right. So visions is good. It's good to have a vision. There's right. nothing wrong with it. But just start taking steps. But also let the Lord work on you personally. Exactly. And I think he still does that to me. Yeah, Steve, me too. we need to, you and I need to have a talk more. Yeah. Uh, this, you need to do this in your life. And that will happen for your whole journey. Yes. You never really attain to that That's totally. True. And so be, be trained. Be moldable. Mm. Be flexible. Don't think you have all the answers. You have some, yeah. but you don't have them all. We need each other. We do. Steve, thank you so much for joining me. It's so refreshing. <laughs> Just so refreshing. Again, for anyone who wants to know more about Steve's ministry, uh, any of these articles, I, I know you're writing a book right yeah, now. It'll right. be coming out in the sure, future sure. about the moves of God here in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Yeah. But uh, it's all in the show notes. Check out the show notes. And we're so glad you uh, all could join us today. Steve, thank you for joining us. Yes, It's a joy to be here with you. Great. Well, God bless you all, and we'll see you back for many, many more episodes of Larry Crater Leadership Podcast, where we learn those small things that can make a massive difference in in our lives, lives of our families, those we lead, uh, because Jesus is worth it all and gives us grace to walk it out. God bless you all. Amen. Thank you for listening to Larry Crider's Leadership Podcast. If you want more information about any of Larry's books, daily devotionals, small group resources, or any other teachings, go to LarryKreider.com.